welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously, even on this, <laughs> the beginning of Heist Month, the new Dark Council joint. And even on this, the week where we talk about a French movie. It's so French. <laughs> it's so fucking French. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yes, this week we are talking about Le Cercle Rouge Le by Jean-Pierre Rouge. Jean-Pierre Mavis' second to last film before he died tragically of a heart attack at 55. Didn't know Um, that. Yep. Uh, Well, you know, I just have so much to say about it um, that I would love to get right into it, (laughs) uh, but we simply can't. We um, simply can't. But we I should do, mention... <laughs> we're not allowed. It's not how the show works. It's not how the show works. Um, but I should mention that this was the fourth... This is the fourth month in, the, in a row uh, that the Dark Council has formed and picked a theme. Um, and it's heist movies. So these are mm-hmm. all uh, straight putts, really. Like, these are heists. None of them are wacky. None of them are cartoon versions. Yeah, or... they're not like a, <laughs> you know, like a parody of a heist movie no, or it's, like a commentary on the genre of heist. This one is probably the furthest from a straightforward heist movie that we'll get. This is a classic heist movie. It's a classic heist movie, but that's what I mean is like because it's an old heist movie before like the tropes of the genre were, were really fully defined. Yes. It's uh, it's, it's a little it's a little off from what you'd expect, but we we uh, once again not supposed to be doing it yet, right? It's uh, too but- early, folks. <laughs> uh, it's too early. So until it gets later, what I should say is, Jeremy, what did you watch this week? Thank you for asking, Bryn. <laughs> You're uh, I have two things to talk about this week. The first. I would like to give an update on the Paramount Plus original uh, drama series Yellowstone, which I continue to watch Uh with my beautiful wife. Uh, We are watching (laughs) Yellowstone. She's great. She's really good. Um, We've been watching Yellowstone. We're on season two now. And um, I have to say the show has gotten much better. Because it's much gotten better. much worse. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, it's kind of a special show where um, it's stupid. It's so stupid. It's a really stupid show. Interesting. Um, and I think the first season they refused to admit it. And now they do. And so now in <laughs> season two, they kind of like understand, you know, who butters their bread is idiots, you know. And that's, that's okay. who the show is for. It's for drama starved you know dumbasses like me mm. and um because <laughs> in the first season i feel like what's happening a lot is it's a it's a family drama show that has no faith in itself they right. want it to be like succession where it's all about like the power dynamics between these two people and all of their interesting conversations where everything is so loaded with tension and whatever and then <laughs> but then like every episode they're like uh, but maybe also somebody dies. Everyone has to die. Maybe all somebody the time. dies. <laughs> what if nobody dies? People will stop watching. People it. are gonna stop watching if somebody doesn't die every episode. So now in this season, <laughs> so they're also murderers. Yes, they're they're big time murders. This season, it's just like every episode. There's like 
there's like shootouts. There's like oh boy, big fights. Like it, it's <laughs> it's it's gotten very stupid. Um, mm. There's a big like power struggle with these two new cowboys from a different part of Montana, and um, we're not too friendly around these. Not parts. too friendly out in Billings. Not for <laughs> y'all in um, Billings, Montana whatever the other town that where they're based out of is. Mm. Um, so the, that's the, the big struggle is between them over some, some casino that uh, a native American wants to build. Right. And, uh, and now they, they just like in the last episode I watched, uh, they went to one of the characters offices and like murdered her assistant and beat the shit out of her and they were going to rape her. And then she God. was like, she's like, yeah, fucking do it with your tiny little fucking dick you piece of shit i hope you fucking die (laughs) i bet you can't even get hard if i'm not afraid and he's like oh oh i can and she's like yeah i bet you can't you fucking pussy that works (laughs) and it works yeah uh and then uh damn yeah and then they have like a brock samson type heavy who just like comes in and like breaks the guy's skull in half and like Whoa. Later on in another episode, he's like, I just wish he was alive so that I could kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of show it's turned into. And I, I like it all the more for that reason. <laughs> uh, it, what kind of show would you compare it to now? Like, is because that's how I imagine. Uh, I would compare it much more Sons to of like, Anarchy. Yeah, I was going to say Sons of Anarchy <laughs> is kind of where it's starting to veer, <laughs> which I think is is who made it is a guy from Sons of Anarchy. So oh, it makes okay. sense. Um, yeah, it feels very much adjacent to a Sons of Anarchy now. Interesting. <laughs> it uh, sounds pretty bad. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. But I'm enjoying myself. But uh, yeah, if you want schlock, you're saying you recommend Yes. It. If you want schlock, I would 100% recommend just breeze through season one. Just try to get yourself through it as quickly as you can. Don't commit too much to the idea that it's going to be a serious show because it's not. <laughs> but it, like you were saying, like kind of functions as a serious show, right? Uh-huh. Like yeah, it's no, not it now no longer does. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> um, there, you still enjoy the stuff that I enjoyed in season one is still there. I still love the the grandfather grandson dynamic happening. Mm. That stuff's all really good. Family stuff still all right, um, but the rest of the show around it is just so stupid and cuckoo, <laughs> and I, I really, really quite like that. Um, now, the real mm. thing I wanted to talk about this week. So, in honor of Heist Month, I decided to go ahead and watch. Um, so, I, I obviously I'm a big fan of um, Ocean's Eleven. Oh the, yeah, uh, the the it's. I mean, that's like the that's the heist movie for me. It's right for our generation, it's the it's heist the best. movie. It's, it's like it's Gen so X, good. Gen X has heat. Mm-hmm. And we have Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, the Steven Soderbergh classic joint, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Seen it a million times. I think I've even seen it since we've started the show at least once. Uh, but what I'd never seen all the way through was <laughs> the original Ocean's Eleven, the 1960 oh, uh, Lewis Milestone Rat Pack movie. Starring, of course, the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, as well the as one some, everybody other, knows. You know, some other people who I've never heard of, Peter Lawford, um, mm-hmm. a couple other folks. Um, so I, I went ahead and watched that, and um, I have to say, folks, wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> what an absolute piece of unredeemable shit. I, I, like, I knew that people, I mean, I... 
I knew people liked the 2001 Steven Soderbergh version better. I didn't realize like how like stupid so above and beyond better uh the the Soderbergh version is like the the comparisons between them are are pretty minimal. Uh in this one there's also a guy named Danny Ocean. He also has 11 guys. They also are robbing a bunch of casinos at the same time. <laughs> And that's kind of it. That's kind of where okay. the comparisons end. Um, they are uh, in this one. Danny Ocean is not out of prison. His friend is. Uh, he's just a, he's a World War Two veteran. And him and his 10 guys from his paratrooper platoon, they all decide to uh, to run a heist together to rob these casinos with military precision. Um, and, and that's kind of it. That's kind of the, that's where the premise comes from. Um, that's all. And then it is, I want to say a full hour into the movie before we (laughs) even know that the heist is that they're going to rob five casinos. We are What's an going on in the hour movie? into the movie before we know this. We're just meeting everybody. And it's not like, uh-huh. you know, we're not like learning about their special little tricks or whatever. They're just kind of doing shit. It's like really <laughs> not like they're just the, dudes. Yeah. The first paragraph of the um, the first paragraph of the synopsis on Wikipedia already gets you past that first hour. It just says wow. World War two veterans, Danny Ocean and Jim Foster recruit nine comrades from the unit in the airborne division to simultaneously rob five Las Vegas casinos. You're already past the first hour in that sentence. Oh, you know? no. <laughs> There's like For not real? much that's happening there. <laughs> um, God, you're just cause, cause the thing is like what people don't realize is that this movie is much is there, more like an Elvis movie than I was it is. Say, like, are there songs? There's songs. There's plenty of songs. A lot of songs. Plenty of them. Um, but that's not what's happening in that first hour. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't get a song until <laughs> after know? the first hour either. Um, or actually, yes, you do. You get one when you meet Sammy Davis Jr. Um, he's like, "What's up? I'm singing he, a song." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's um, he's a garbage truck driver, and they're doing like a little garbage truck driver talent show for each other. <laughs> Like some guys like playing a cool little song on the harmonica. He's like, all right, your turn. Sammy Davis Jr. He's like, all right, fine. And he like stands up and he sings this song. It's like, yo, we live Yeah. It's a good song. And he's an incredible singer. Um, He's Sammy Davis Jr. He's Sammy Davis Jr. You won't believe it. Um, (laughs) So they, uh, they, they make this plan to rob the five casinos the the like the insanely elaborate plan that you know from the Soderbergh version is nowhere to be found. Their right. version of it is just like we're going to shut the power off. We're going to like change this wire. To, it's like they're going to like cross two wires so that when the power turns back on, it just opens the doors to the safes. <laughs> okay. It. That would be good if you could pull that off, I suppose. And then like to get into the safe, you know, like in, in the Soderbergh version, they've got to like do this whole thing with like, uh, you know, Saul has to make the fake crystals that are actually the explosives. And he's got to like get them into the vault and he's got to like fake the heart attack. So everybody's distracted and they switch the video feed and blah, blah, blah. And and, and in this, (laughs) 
It's like a hitman mission. Sinatra just like <laughs> takes a poker chip and he just flicks it for in front of a guard, and the guard just goes and picks it up. And while he's picking it up, he just walks past him, and that's how he gets into the vault. And then there's a guard in there, and he just robs him. He just does like a regular old like I have a gun. Open the safe. <laughs> well, they're gonna know that it's you, man. <laughs> No, because the lights are out. Because they turned, they turned oh, the power right. off. <laughs> uh, he just says, "I have a gun." Then it's I don't know. He Here, does because it's, it. it's New Year's, so he's like, he's like holding a gun to whom I want to say, and he like makes him sing like "Old Lang Syne," and it's it's so stupid. And then um, <laughs> they do they do the heist. It goes really well. It's like twenty minutes of the movie at most. <laughs> and then you're oh, not gonna no. believe you're not gonna believe this. They finish the heist, and there's a whole nother half hour of the movie left. What do they do? <laughs> they what goes get, on? They got to get the money out of Vegas now. And there's a guy on their tail um, who who knows that they did it. Uh, so he's trying to like convince them. Basically, like he's a mobster who the casinos are like, we'll give you a third of what they stole if you can get it back for us. And he finds them and he goes to them and he's like, uh, give me half and I won't turn you in. And they're like, damn, you've really got us there, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, they make this scheme to uh, one of their guys in their, in the 11 dies in the middle of the mission. And um, they decide to just stuff all the money into his coffin. Um, uh-huh. So that's going to get sent back to San Francisco. Um, so they're like, we'll just stuff it into his coffin and then it'll get sent to San Francisco. Uh, but then they um, uh, they cremate him. So all the money gets burnt. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, they don't get any of the money? No, it's a very uh, it's a very classic Hollywood uh, sort of crime movie <laughs> where like you can't. in the end, like uh, everybody doesn't get away with it. And they all learn <laughs> something about... Uh, Dust in the all... wind or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like kind of the old school heist. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows you want to see the heist and you want to see the money and you want to see them like succeed, but you can't, you can't, can't get let away, them get with, away it. with it. It's a crime. But then in 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 Soderbergh's Ocean's Eleven, he's like, no, they just have it. They get it's away fun. with it and it's it cool. rules. <laughs> it's, um, it's, they're actually cool for doing They're that. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> they did it in a funny way and you're like, oh, <laughs> I see all the things I missed before. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other the other interesting thing is, uh, so you know how in the Soderbergh version, like there's that scene where they like follow the vans to the airport and then they go inside of it and they think all the cash is going to be in there, but it's actually all the ads for hookers. And then the right. guy's like, but I, but what happened to all that money? And then you go back through the whole sequence again. It's like, and you see them all walking out with the, as the SWAT team with the bags of money. Right. Very clever. So in this movie, instead of that, uh, they all do blackface. Are you fucking sick? What? <laughs> they all do blackface <laughs> to drive like a they they drive a uh, um they're like a trash trash they, truck. Sammy yeah, they Davis drive Junior's tr- trash truck. Sammy Davis <laughs> Junior's trash truck. Yeah, and they're all in blackface uh, to drive out to this funeral home to go put all the money into the coffin. 
Um, it's not even oh. helpful for them to be in blackface. It's not really clear why they do it. <laughs> they just all are like <laughs> putting on blackface in the car. And uh, Sammy Davis Jr. has some line where he's like, he's like, I knew my color would come in handy one of these days. And then like one of them's like, yeah, but I got a question for you. How do you get it off? And he's like, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's how it ends. No, 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 no. This is again. This is a half an hour, hour yeah. <laughs> before no, the end. No, but that's the end of the heist. Is like yes, they uh-huh. just won't suspect us because we're black. <laughs> they won't pull over the yeah. They won't pull over the the garbage truck because we're black. That's but again, so they stupid. do they do not make that explicit. It just happens. That's really fucking stupid. No wonder no one talks about that movie anymore. Yeah. There's like, I looked up like uh, articles about it and stuff. And there's like the main one that comes up is George Clooney just being like, have you seen it? It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Steven called me and he was like, do you want to do Ocean's Eleven? I was like, fuck no. (laughs) No, dude, it sucks. He's like, no, but I'm going to make it cool. And then he I know, it's so me. funny like, to okay, picture fine. like all the like the star studded cast, like convincing them to do it. <laughs> just being like, OK, just don't watch the movie. Let me just actually you know what? let me no, just no. pitch you a story. It'll it's be basically cool. using the name and nothing else. Yeah, it's really weird because I don't remember knowing that Ocean's Eleven was a movie mm-hmm. before Steven Soderbergh's movie. Like Definitely. I remember once once the, you know the Elvis remix trailer came out. People were like, Oh, they remade the Rat Pack famous Rat Pack movie. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no one's heard of that. Um, and I thought it was just cause I was young, but I think it's probably cause it sucks. It's probably cause it sucks ass. And nobody likes the Rat Pack as actors in particular. They were cool musicians. I mean, Peter Lawford was like one of the famous, uh, one of the first people that I've heard of that was like famous just because he was famous. Like he was like mm. the Paris Hilton of his time where it's like he was in movies, but like usually as a cameo and he was like mostly famous cause he was like JFK's brother-in-law. Mm. So he was just like hung out with them cause he was rich. Yeah. He's just um, like a, he's just a blue blood guy. Yeah. He's just a weird freak in the elite. Um, <coughs> so yeah, that sounds really bad, but you know, Hey, good on you for trying to watch a heist movie in heist month <laughs> great <laughs> thank job <you. laughs> thank you Bryn. what did you watch this week i certainly didn't watch a heist movie that's for sure um i got two quick things to talk about um that i don't honestly don't have a super lot to say um the first one was that a lovely person in our um in our discord tipped me off to uh I think I talked about what feels like a year ago at this point. Um, but Dynamo Dream, it was a year ago. Dynamo Dream was a is a YouTube series m- made by Ian Hoopert, almost entirely in the software Blender. It's a uh, it's a very high concept sci fi show. Uh, I guess. Each episode is about 20 to 15 minutes and episode two just came out a year after the first one. Mm. Um, If you look it up, it's just shocking that he made this all in a garage. It looks like a professional. I mean, I'm not. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Uh, The the, remember it's about a girl who like makes salads in little jars in like a cyberpunk Mm -hmm. futuristic city. What was it called? Um, uh, Dynamo Dream. Um, And then it ends with like, what appears to be the first episode ends with like her running away and then like 
what appears to be like the reality like shifting around her. And then this one, I think the show, I guess, is some sort of like anthology where it's like in different universes or something. Because mm-hmm. this episode is about um about a guy on a some sort of spaceship and he's listening in on someone's conversation uh, and people are telling him not to do what he's doing. Brian David Gilbert, who used to work for Polygon and do their YouTube videos, shows up. Uh, he does a really interesting performance um, as a floating head telling him not to go into the black hole. Um, he's on a spaceship. The black hole starts like twitching and gyrating and he goes into it. And then he comes out of the other side and through a gate, uh, like some sort of storm gate that or like stargate that like exists on a mountain or something. And then he like goes into this like futuristic diner uh, where they're playing cards and mm. They are like have a lot of questions for him. Little this interesting. This looks fucking insane. It's so fantastic looking. It's so um, funny because it's like it 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 is like the graphics are fucking incredible and right. like unreal. <laughs> but then like the actual like people, it's immediate. Like the, the not even a second goes by before you're like, oh, these are not. This isn't real. Like they're not actors. They're not actors. This isn't filmed by a real person. Like the lighting like- <laughs> is like a little fucked up. Like everything looks kind of shitty once there's a person there. But then like the graphics are incredible and like that stuff. You're like, what? <laughs> I kind of love it for that reason. Like it, it's like a mumblecore Marvel movie. Yes. Like yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, absolutely. It's, it's- I was going to say that it, it looks like um, just, yeah, shitty, like, Three thousand stuff yeah exactly i think uh, if you click around in episode two which is called a single point in space it's less like that he's clearly gotten a little better but like the main actor like the main actor is better than the main actor in the last movie who is mm-hmm. i think maybe his girlfriend um this one's only 15 minutes uh brian david gilbert like i said does a really good performance he's a he's just a good actor um and it kind of has a more professional vibe. It's still a little confusing what's going on, but um, this one just looks generally better. And um, I think it's also like not as big of a swing. Like he's mostly in a little spaceship. Yeah, uh, it's not a huge city like <laughs> like in the other one where there's crabs, like giant crabs fighting and stuff. I'm going to tell you, though, I'm looking through the first one now, and, like, even if the actor and the people look worse, like, I actually am more impressed by the graphics in this one. It's much harder to make daylight look real and good. There's some really impressive stuff in this one, too. I I think they're both really cool in different ways. Um, It's, you know, this isn't something that I feel like, wow this guy specifically is going to be the next Kubrick or something. Like it's not like that, but it is so impressive and so fun to look at. And it's just, I I think this is an amazing amount of work that this kid has put into this stuff. And I, I really think anybody who's interested in special effects or sci-fi in general should check it out. Cause it's, this is the kind of stuff I'm interested in is like people doing a lot with very little. Mm -hmm. Um, so this one's really cool. It, it it actually like makes a little more sense than the first one, even though I like the first one a lot. Um, 
So I definitely recommend checking it out even if you don't feel like watching the first 20 minutes. Um, so that's the first thing I watched. Uh, then the second thing I watched, <laughs> uh, I have to remember what it's called. I think it's called, oh yeah. My friend came over um, with a VHS tape of it and I'm going to forget what it's called. I think it's called Dead Universe or Dark Universe. Okay. I keep thinking it's, oh no, it's Dark Universe. I keep thinking it's not Dark Universe because Dark Universe is the name of Universal Horror Movies. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) With like Dracula and whatever. Right. Which it's not that. uh, It's just called Dark Universe. This is a 1993 movie. quote unquote directed by someone named Steve Latshaw. It's his first movie of all time. Uh he only directed some of the stupidest horror movies of all time that you've never heard of. They're all straight to video. This one apparently got some kind of some kind of theatrical release apparently. Uh but I don't know how. I literally can't imagine watching this movie. It looks like it's a straight to sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Um like science sci-fi channel. Um man, it is real real bad. Um but it's basically an alien ripoff. Um except they didn't have any money. Like the movie was shot for $40,000 according to the director. Um and it it took in over $400,000 in worldwide sales. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it the only person in it that you've ever heard of, and you probably only heard of him because if you watch Tim Heidecker's show on cinema is Joe Estevez, <laughs> who has his claim to fame is uh, being his brother's voice in, Armor- in Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of being on a spaceship, it's that the alien takes over an astronaut's body and then they crash land in Florida. <laughs> and so it's a team of, of people going to check out the crash landing and then getting picked off one by one in Florida in like the marsh land in, in Florida. Um, I, I'm mentioning it because it's so funny. Like it's, I, it, it is, is pretty worth watching if you like bad movies. I've never heard of this one from anyone like red letter media or, whoever else does that kind of thing joe bob you know last drive-in like this is just a very stupid movie that uh (laughs) it has weirdly like they they have some really they try to do the graphics like to do the practical effects sometimes like Mm -hmm. there's a couple things where like someone's face melts off but it's right on the edge where they also have cgi so things there's two times in the movie the monster like sticks them with his little like praying mantis hand <laughs> and then they're like they're they're i guess they're supposed to have like all of their energy or like blood drained away like sucked out through a straw they're supposed to become a little prune but it happens in cgi so it looks like a xena the warrior princess effect <laughs> 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 they just like turn into a little skull mm-hmm. um but then they also use um they use practical effects too um, I don't know how you're going to, f- if you could find this movie, it's dark universe, 1993. Um, you could, the trailer basically has all the fun stuff in it, but, um, Oh, the full thing was on YouTube. 
yeah, the whole thing's on YouTube, so you can watch it. I downloaded it. I downloaded it. Um, my friend had it on VHS, and I was like, well, we could go downstairs and watch it, or we could just download it, a better copy of it. So we downloaded it, and it is a. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's uh, it was pretty consistently <laughs> stupid and funny, and uh. Oh yeah, that skull effect looks way worse than I thought it would. No, it's it like I think I even saying Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, that's CGI, even rating it pretty highly. It's, it's, it's a little, it looks really bad. Um, the acting is really where the funniness comes in. Uh, the the scientist who claims to be an exobiologist, meaning he studies aliens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he kind of looks like if Matt Christman was very fat mm. um, and could like barely walk, but like also kind of has the same timber uh, or timbre as him. And uh, his performance is really funny. The like the strapping guy who knows everything is really funny it's if you like things like suburban sasquatch um or born into mafia or any of the dumb shit that they recommend on red letter media i i I had a good time with this one um it's very very bad uh only watch it in a group of people you can laugh at it with um but that's what i watched this week jesus christ yeah these effects are so (laughs) fucking funny there's like fun like 1980s like uh ripping flesh away kind of stuff uh too for some reason but it's it's not that oh, much. i was looking at a preview i guess at the beginning here there was something that was like flipping between shots of like a couple making out and then they're in a bathtub and i was like what the fuck is that doing in here <laughs> i don't think there's a bathtub. I think, a co- I think it was a coming attraction oh weird all right, so let's get into our feature presentation. Uh, this is, like we said, Le Sucre Rouge from 1970. Le Sucre Directed by Jean-Pierre Méville, starring <laughs> Elaine Delon and a bunch of other actors I don't know. Elaine Delon, uh, intense high school crush, because <laughs> I was a big fan of Melville uh, when I was in high school. Um, he's also one of the coolest guys that there are. Uh, this movie, this movie is his. Like I said, it's his second to last film. He made one more film called uh, Le Flic, I believe, or Un Flic. Um, is that just a flick? It's a a cop. Oh. It's, I guess what like French the French criminals called called that, cops. That sucks. That would have been funny if that was uh, the f- <laughs> like the French word for movie. A fl- un flic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, un flic. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that would be good. <laughs> uh, but this is his, yeah, second to last movie. Um, and I think maybe one of his most well-known, um, apart from Army of Shadows, uh, which is a pretty big, was also a very big hit. This, I think, was like, I heard it was one of the most popular movies of the year in France when it came out. Um, do you want to go over what it's about? Sure. Um, so this movie is about a guy named Corey. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't never I thought of that su- as a French name. Yeah, I think you're they, supposed to say it like Corey. Maybe, but they kind of say it like Corey. They kind of say it like Corey, yeah. So his name is Corey, and uh, he's getting out of jail. And uh, But before he does, this uh, cop comes into his cell, and he's like, hey, guess what, Corey? 
Uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who owns a jewelry store. They just installed a new security system. I think you could go rob it. Why don't you go out there and rob it? And he's like, okay, cool. He right. goes uh, to his former uh, co-conspirator's house, uh, who's Rico. now fucking his girlfriend, Rico. Uh, fucking his girlfriend. He robs him for all his money. Um and then he goes and buys a big fucking muscle car and he just goes to drive <laughs> to Paris to go rob this jewelry store. Yes. Uh, on the way there, he runs into uh, Vogel, Vogel, who is uh, a, a convicted murderer who is uh, on his way to prison uh, on a train who escapes from the train. He does a uh, Harrison Ford. He does a Harrison Ford. He runs through the woods. Uh, they try to shoot him, but they miss uh, he like gets across a river and whatever, and then he hides in Corey's trunk uh, for basically the rest of the drive, smoking cigarettes in a car trunk. Very cool. Well, that's uh, after after Corey gives him the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, they have Corey, like a, Corey they, sees him do it. He yeah. he hands him a pack of cigarettes. He's like, "Hey, I'm not going to turn you in, man. I'm going to go rob a, a even bank." Even better, or- <laughs> even better, they like barely talk about it. They have yeah. a hilarious scene where like <laughs> Corey and Vogel, like he lets Vogel out of his trunk, and Vogel's got a gun, and he's like, "I'll fucking kill you." And Corey's like, "Fucking do it then. Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit." Like he just like Corey is like, uh, <laughs> like an emotionless like robot essentially, yeah. like a, like a cool French robot. Exactly. Um, he he feels nothing. He sees nothing. Just nothing happens in front of him. Uh, so Vogel's <laughs> pointing a gun at him, and Corey's just like, and he like throws him a cigarette, and he's like, "What do you think? I didn't see you back there." And he's like, "All right. So what what happened? Why didn't Why you do you turn think me in?" I drove in? you onto this mud field. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I can get back in there. We'll go to Paris. We're gonna <laughs> rob this place." So they go to Paris. Uh, they um. They meet a uh, a former cop who's now a like brutal alcoholic, like a. <laughs> we like, get a like psychotic delirium tremens scene where yeah, he's, he's like, like spiders a get and the shakes style alcoholic. He's like sweating <laughs> it out in his bed, picturing snakes and spiders and lizards all over himself. <laughs> and that's like scene. their that's their steady hand marksman that they need. Yeah, uh, that Vogel the- knew from uh, his time in the clink. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, okay, we need that guy to case the place and help us because he's a good shot. Um, all this time the prison, uh, the police are after him. Uh, the mm-hmm. main guy is uh, what is his name, Matei? Um, Mat- Inspector Matei is on their tail trying to figure out where Vogel is. Not doesn't really know about Corey. Corey got out fair and square. Yeah. Um, he's just going to do a crime. Um, and then he uh keeps losing him there's not much to that except uh well how does santi get involved i can't remember how they how they get involved with santi santi is a nightclub owner Mm. um and they hang out at this nightclub a couple times i think Corey goes to santi to find a fence that's what it is yeah he goes to santi to find which i didn't know but it means a person who'll take the stolen goods and sell them and you know give that's you a right yep i know that from red dead redemption oh okay so Corey goes to santi to find a fence santi sets him up with the one but the cops get to santi and they basically use him to like get in to to fuck them up but basically they are setting it up so that Corey and vogel and uh jansen who's the alcoholic 
they're going to do it. They're going to send it to the fence. The fence is going to sell it. It's going to be all fine and dandy. Um, they Jansen cases the place. They come up with the great plan. And then basically we get to do the plan yeah. about an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a similar, this is similar to the, uh, oceans 11 thing. We're kind of like, <laughs> although in this one, at least like at the very, very beginning of the movie, they say like, Hey, there's a jewelry store. You should go rob it. So, you know, from the get go, that's where this all is going. However, yeah. like from that point until the hour point, we really don't talk about it at all. It doesn't become no. a big deal at all. You know it's like kind of the goal, but they're just trying to set up all of their ducks in a row, mm-hmm. um, which I like. Um, and then, and then we get a very the heist tense itself. Heist. Is, it, yeah, it's it's tense. It's completely silent. Nobody says anything. Nobody does. Like there's very little <laughs> noise. Even like some sound effects are left off. Like the yeah. door doesn't make any when noise and shit. When they zoom in, it's like he takes his. Yeah. So we'll talk about the heist. But then they do the heist and then uh, they get all the money or they get all the jewels. They leave. They escape. Uh, and then it turns out their fence has has been like compromised. Uh, compromised because Rico, who's been trying to get revenge on Corey, said, don't do this for him. And then they have to find another fence. And because of that, the cop get Santi to send them to the cop, uh, the inspector Matei as a fe- posing as a fence. Uh, and then they get caught uh, and then they all get shot and they all die. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. So Jeremy, what is your history with this movie? I've assumed you've never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> never n- zero awareness. Uh, don't think I've ever watched a full movie in the French language before this. What? Uh, <laughs> that can't be true. I know that can't be true. It's probably not. However, it sure feels true. You were uh, like, wow, they're really speaking French. They sure are speaking French. Not a one of you is going to speak English. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really are speaking only French. Those There's guys a sign. I think that's in French. English. Uh, Boy, is it French. Uh, so what did you think? Um, I think um, I think there's a lot to like. Uh, however, I think for the most part, this is not my bag. This is not, not my sort of, of thing. Here, huh? um, I think it would like, I mean, listen, is it beautiful? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Are there like 10% of shots you have no fucking idea how they accomplished? Oh, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you also noticed that. <laughs> Big there's time. A shot, there's, a there's a shot, shot on the fucking the, train. The Vogel train scene, yeah. The Vogel train scene where like you're so you're looking at the it's the cop, right? That you're seeing through yeah, the it's window. Matai. It's Matai is looking out the window of a train, and then you're zooming out from the train and slowly. Slowly, very slowly. <laughs> and then you're just like you're hundreds of yards away from the train, watching it drive past you in the air. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how it was done. I don't know either because I was like, wait, are we on a helicopter? We were on a, we must have been. But then it, that doesn't but feel how, right But how did either, you get so not... tight to the train in the helicopter <laughs> without... Was there like, a cut at some point? It's shocking. That scene, that shot is amazing. No uh, clue how they did it. It's the kind of thing that like now you would even have trouble doing with a drone. <laughs> yeah, you would. And you'd have to plan 
a lot to yeah. uh, and it's a uh, it's really impre- there's a lot of shots in this movie i would say maybe not a lot like there's five or six shots in the movie where you're like holy shit that's yeah insane and then there's a lot of shots that just look really good it's all it's all really beautiful it's it's a it has that sort of that saturated 35 from the 70s mm-hmm. look to it but it's also just shot with a painterly eye the colors are dark and and lush and it's just beautiful to look at every single mm-hmm. shot i love every single part of it it looks gorgeous yeah Very i love the the nightclub scenes with the dancing is really fantastic yep and those are vibrant those are like you know those aren't dark and 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 moody like he also switches into nightclub lots of bright white and stuff and yeah. it still looks really cool um so yeah i my, think like it, it it looks fantastic i think just overall like i don't know i mean i ha- you know me i have trouble a little bored. With, <laughs> i have trouble with uh with old stuff i have trouble with long stuff i have trouble with foreign languages this the movie is, all is two three. and a half hours long this is all three of those things so it was a little tough for me sure um it's I also mean, very quiet it, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of talking so there's a lot of time for you to be like uh, let me just check my phone for a second and oh, then no. you come back and you're like wait <laughs> something happened i need to rewind <laughs> you know it's really it's really interesting so i watched this movie i had never seen it before but i was a big jean-pierre melville fan um i was a big fan of especially le samurai uh, which is a movie that i don't know if you know if you've heard of that movie at all but Mm-mm. um i've heard you talk about it yeah, it's but it, I was realizing today that it 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 was like a heavy inspiration or it must have been a heavy inspiration for Drive. Mm-hmm. It's about a hitman who like is entirely Spartan and like lives by himself in a room with no pictures or furniture and like only a bird that he feeds like in a cage. Um and like it's mostly silent and he's like it's like competence porn you know he's just like Mm -hmm. incredible at picking every lock and stealing every car silently and it's just like him doing cool stuff it's it's a it's a cory but no mustache Mm. um shame and it's it's just (laughs) yeah it's a good mustache he looks good i liked him with the mustache yeah but uh he's just like being really cool and then he like kind of senses that he falls in love with this girl that he's like kind of supposed to kill and then basically makes the decision to fake kill her to kill himself at the end mm-hmm. um it's about a sad hitman basically great. <laughs> uh, the sad assassin um really great very french movie that i loved uh but also he did army of shadows which is a, a fantastic suspenseful like thriller um about the french resistance um he's he's great so i for, for whatever reason i never watched le circle rouge um I don't really know why. So I was excited to watch this one. And one thing that caught me or in my head, I like was realizing about myself is like, there's something about this kind of movie or like a movie from this era where I just like, can't take my eyes off of it. Mm. Like even Twitter or, you know, like an email or something will pop up and I'll just be like, don't care. I'm looking at this amazing thing. Um, I it's almost like I don't respect movies anymore. Like they're so digital looking and like sort mm. of flat and look like 
everything else that you see on the internet that I'm just like, well, I'll see it. You know, every once in a while, something will catch my eye and I'll be able to just like focus on it. Um, the last thing I can recall is uh, the Wolf House or that, that I talked about a while back or I think it's called La Casa Lobos in Spanish. It's like all like stop motion. Uh, and that kind of stuff is just like so striking that I can't not look at it. Um, but there's something about Melville's films and movies from this era that I just like, uh, also the long goodbye. Like whenever, anytime I watch something from the seventies, I'm like, it looks so cool. I just want to keep looking at it. <laughs> uh, mm. so that it being in French doesn't actually bother me. Um, because I'm looking at it. Um, but I totally understand, you know, something long, slow in a different language. If it's not like grabbing your attention, the way it does me, like I would, I'd probably have a lot of trouble watching it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with all of the, with the fact that I have a phone on me now. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, this kind of stuff is like candy to me. Um, and, and, you know, there's no, it's not because I have better taste or anything. It's just mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I like have the <laughs> disease that makes this look cool. You know what I mean? Uh, I know there is definitely a part of me that like watches something like this and is just like, am I just like deficient? Am <laughs> well, I, I just like stupid and like <laughs> irreparable? <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's just like, it, like, I think that there are people who kind of, I think, think that, and I've met them throughout my life, like as a person who grew up watching, you know, weird artsy French uh, foreign films or whatever. Like I met a lot of people who are like people who don't like foreign movies are fucking stupid. You know, like Mm -hmm. people who think they're better for liking this kind of thing, but it's just like they, like we just have a thing in our brain that is like, this is like watching porn. Like, or whatever you know this is like watching cartoons right it's just like it's the same exact thing is that it's just like whatever color and dance palette that i'm looking at for whatever makes me be like ooh, monkey brain you know (laughs) but it's not (laughs) it's the same feeling Ooh, monkey brain (laughs) oh neuron activated (laughs) um and, and this movie i think is like not even artsy mm-hmm like this is a heist movie. There's no Yeah, it's he- pretty straightforward. I mean, I guess they, it's a little artsy. I mean, like they well, open it with like a, you know, a quote from Siddhartha and shit. Like Well, the funniest thing about that is he just made that up. Oh, really? That's not even a real quote. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he just he did a he does it in Les Samurai too. Uh in Les Samurai, he uh I can't remember. It's like some like zen koan or something mm-hmm. that like shows up in very similar font and in, in like elaine delon is like lying in bed in his full suit smoking and you're like watching the smoke go up uh, against the window beautiful shot and then it's like this like thing about a tiger chasing its own tail or whatever mm-hmm. uh and that's just not true like it's like there's <laughs> it's not real um and i think he just does it because it's cool and that's the thing like this movie is it's just scorsese it's just you know it's just tarantino yeah it's just he's french it's cool. scorsese right exactly he's kind of just like these guys are cool and that's kind of the whole deal and then like they you know they have to die at the end because they just can't keep being this cool 
<laughs> it's actually impossible. They'll simply explode. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- they're, I think that trying to put this movie or, or movies like it in, in some box with, you know, David Lynch or, or, um, um, Yodorowsky or, or Tarkovsky, someone trying to make some large statement or have this like really like cosmic metaphor about something profound is just false. And it, it really only exists because whatever neurons you like, those kinds of people group it in the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, this movie is just gorgeous and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you don't think it's cool and you don't think it's tense and exciting, uh, why there's nothing else there. Like, I really don't think there is. Um, I think that Melville, I think army of shadows has stuff that is like political. And he was like a, a communist yeah, I definitely his... don't think this is political. I definitely no, it, don't it think is, there's anything. I... There's definitely not much <laughs> like social commentary happening here beyond like, I don't know, maybe like prison stuff about how like Corey just like didn't really have any like he was changed by prison and whatever. And like, you know, that's why (laughs) he wasn't afraid of of Vogel or whatever. But like, really, he just wasn't afraid of Vogel because that was what was cool to do. (laughs) Absolutely. It was just cool for him not to care. He was also like, ooh, an escaped convict. A guy who can help me, maybe. Yeah. Great fortune. I have this guy jumped into my trunk. But he doesn't tell him about the heist until they get to Paris. Like, right. So for all that guy knows, he's just like getting a ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really only does it when uh, Rico's guys jump him and then he mm-hmm. helps him. And he's like, oh, I can trust you now. Which makes sense. Um, and and yeah, I, I think that like there's some like high minded stuff because it's more just that it's French. Like the, the the police chief is like, all men are guilty. That's my ideology. Like we yeah. start innocent and then everybody like, who cares? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I think Jean-Pierre Melville had some um, interesting politics uh, other places in his career. But this is just, he's just having a fun time with beautiful cinematography and beautiful men and who are doing cool stuff. Yeah, that's just um, how French people talk. Yeah, if you exactly. just ask a French person like, "What did you do today?" They'd say like, "Well, I believe, <laughs> you know, I believe all men are created guilty." I believe that the woman is made of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the woman she is a pallet that you <laughs> scrape paint off of with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> wow, profound. And which which color you choose to paint with? That is up to the man. <laughs> maybe reactionary but also cool uh yeah um so the big the big centerpiece of the movie is the heist Mm -hmm. um so what do we think of the heist like without everything else you know like we get it's all leading up to building towards doing this heist and then like meticulously photographing it and and pulling it off yeah i think um I I have a great appreciation for the fact that it was dead silent. I think that's a really interesting choice. Um, and I like how even after, like when they're watching, when the cop is watching the security footage, 
he just like points it out to he's just like they don't say a lot do they huh <laughs> this doesn't fucking help me at all <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because they have the at, at a certain point the the audio starts recording them um they have like a big reel to reel that goes yeah um and they they knew that there was cameras um but they don't turn those off which i thought was weird because it seems like they could have mm-hmm. like they tie up the one security guard and not even well because he's able to go get to the button in the end right um and i they also could have like they turn off all the the laser lights um the the scent the light sensors so they could have gone back and like made sure he was like really tied up or knocked him out again or something um that didn't seem to make sense it's that was a little plotty and i guess but, it uh, didn't matter anyway because they got away like that wasn't the problem <laughs> right they don't really give a shit and uh, it doesn't actually matter in the end like that's not what caught them they knew they were wearing masks they knew they weren't gonna be able to find them for for a lot of reasons um so they're maybe just rubbing it in the cop's face um masks are very cool i like these weird like dangly orville peck (laughs) things that they're wearing yeah (laughs) yeah it's like orville peck but instead of tassels it's like black silk um i thought i felt like the movie is slow it's a little plotting it's uh you know, you got to really be interested in what's going on with the cops and the and both of, and all three of the guys. But once the heist starts, it felt really modern to mm-hmm. me. Like it's like there's a lot of movies that I can re- recommend to people from the 70s and, and 60s. That's like pop this on. It, it won't feel like that. Like even though it is in a different language, even though it is, you know, from the 60s or whatever, or it is two hours long, like it 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 moves you know we've talked about movies like that on the show before Mm -hmm. Uh, this isn't one of them like you do have to be prepared for a two and a half hour french movie but (laughs) those have that half an hour where they're doing the heist i thought felt like any you know any modern heist movie like i thought the slow tension of like i think it would be like i think the the like the heist itself isn't quite like what I would say is a modern heist movie because in a modern heist movie, there'd be like big music behind it. They'd be cutting every like two seconds, you know, like you'd be like kind of flipping around different scenes and stuff. I think this kind of feels more like if like a 24 had a heist movie, like this is the kind of thing that would be in that kind of a movie where it's like, we're making a conscious decision that like it's silent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is noises like when they're cutting the glass. Sure. Also, like the 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 security guard comes in, shines the flashlight, and then they like barely wait. <laughs> I was I, that part is so nerve wracking for me. Uh, then they get in, they apprehend the security guard, and then they just like do the cool like I love how uh, Jansen sets up his gun. He like takes it all out. He puts the tripod and then he's like aiming it and he's like fuck this and then picks it yeah, up he just picks it up and does it <laughs> uh amazing he also ha- we also get to see him make the bullets before yes um, yeah he forges the bullets himself i like how he takes i'm just watching it on silent behind this right now i like how he takes a moment to like look at his good shot just like one last yeah. look he's just like all right good job dude yeah, fucking di- yeah that's that <laughs> fucking is- did it dude <laughs> And it's it's funny, like later on in the movie, they like he's like thanking them. He's like, I don't even want 
I don't even want my money. Like mm-hmm. you kind of saved my life here. Uh, he just like he proved himself that he could like do something again. Yeah, uh, I love that stuff. You made me cool. You made me fucking a cool French guy again, <laughs> and that's all I really needed. <laughs> I was worried I was becoming Dutch, <laughs> or worse, German. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we he does a cool thing, and they just grab all the grab all the diamonds. Um, and we get a lot of coverage of that we get a lot of coverage of them taking taking big necklaces out of cases and shit (laughs) if you wanted to see a heist you're gonna see you're gonna see the damn heist um and then jansen runs back to the car before them and then he gets he gets the car and then they all get away i thought i loved i loved the heist part yeah i like it a lot um but for me i i just liked watching all of it i don't think that the cop stuff is interesting enough nope don't care um, about the cop stuff at all f- i will say functionally every part where you're with matai is just like all right let's get back to planning the heist yeah let's i want to know show me my boys <laughs> where are they <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's get back to Corey and the fence or whatever you know whatever he's doing um yeah, and they don't even get to meet until like halfway through the movie. So you want to see as much as you can with them. And uh, I, I I felt like whenever we spent time with Matei, where he was like talking to his superior, it was just like, let's get back to the real movie. Um, and I think that's just like the, how long was this movie for you? It was two and a half hours? Yeah. Because when it was released in America... Uh, I believe it was only a hundred minutes. Huh. It was like a ninety-nine minute. It's like a hundred and forty minutes. It's like an yeah, hour no, forty. This is two hours and twenty minutes. All right. So apparently, there's a couple different cuts. Um. Wait, you said you said two twenty? Yeah. Right. That's how long it's supposed to be. Um. So, but yeah, I was a little worried that you would have somehow gotten a weird cut <laughs> of it. But um. Yeah, I think it's just a stylistic thing of like, well, we got to see what the cop's doing and we got to like get in his head and make sure we know his motivations. And I appreciate it. I just don't think it's super necessary. Um, and, uh, yeah, otherwise I really like this movie. Um, I, I, it's my kind of thing. If you were going to do a heist movie, I'm having trouble imagining liking another heist movie more. Um, I, I do like things like oceans 11, um like the like the the Soderbergh one so i am really looking forward to the Soderbergh movie we're going to watch um yeah what are our upcoming movies uh so after this we're doing uh now you see me which is about magicians and i'm sure that won't be good Ooh. uh <laughs> you know the one with uh, mark zuckerberg in it and uh mark zuckerberg like, not mark not oh, the Jesse real eisenberg one. yeah 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 um Jesse Eisenberg is in it and Woody Harrelson, I think. And they're like magicians and they decide to do crime with their magic. Nice. <laughs> and I think like they're stage magicians though. So I don't really get, I guess they're just really good at sleight of hand or whatever. Um, so we're watching that and then we're watching um, whatever that Soderbergh movie from 2021 is where they do, uh, where they do a heist. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and then obviously we're watching Heat, which I've Heat. never seen. I've never seen it. You've never seen it either? Nope. <laughs> I always think of the Jim Gaffigan bit. 
Remember where he's like, you ever watch a movie and then you're like, have no one to talk to? I just saw Heat. I want to talk about it now. <laughs> Everyone at work is like, shut up, loser. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about all those movies. Um, definitely wanted to see all of them at some point. Um, so thank you, Dark Council, for doing it. Jeremy, what do you think about this movie? You recommend or no? No, I don't think I do. I um, Not fun enough. Not fun enough. Too long. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I do like it enough to like watch it. <laughs> I don't think I'd watch it again. Is I sure. guess um, my feeling on it. I think I'd I'd recommend looking up on YouTube the the train shot. I think that's worth watching <laughs> for sure. The train shot is worth watching. I think the heist scene is worth the heist watching. scene is worth watching. Um, I think it's all great. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it. Um, thanks dark council for picking it, but no, I think that's, I think it's totally reasonable to not recommend this movie at, for being a two and a half hour longer Fr- French movie mm-hmm. where very little happens, <laughs> um, until the half an hour where something does. Um, so yeah, thanks dark council for picking this movie. Um, and thanks for giving us heist month. This is what we'll be doing for all of April. I uh, had, <laughs> had to look at the calendar and say a different month than it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I'm very excited for that. If you'd like to know more about the Dark Council, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and find out what that tier means for you. Um if you don't want to join that tier right now, but you want to ask about it, you could join a different tier and join the Discord and hang out with us, ask us stuff there, uh, talk about football, footy scran, mm. things like that. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. You can follow us individually from there. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. I'm being